No matter how big a splash you make in this world, whether you're Corey Feldman, Frankie Muniz, Justin Bieber, or a talking teddy bear, eventually nobody gives a shit. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Johnny Ares, and uh, we have a special guest here in the, quote, studio, end quote. Um, I've been waiting to get this guy on my podcast since I started this in the summer. You've heard me bring him up a number of times on the podcast as my neighbor, my neighbor of color. I've used him as an example several times of uh, how I never saw color in uh, other humans ever until I became an adult, and it was taught to me. Um if I grew up, uh, if I never left the bubble of that, uh, you know, neighborhood, I don't know still, uh, as we are adults, if I would look at him and go, ooh, wow, uh, you're a little bit darker than I am. So uh, I'd like to introduce everybody to a great friend, an amazing fucking human being that's got 8 billion stories. Uh, and we're going to focus on just a couple today, but I wanted to introduce my good friend, Mark. Mark, say hello. Hello, hello, John. Thanks for having me here. Jeez, uh, all this pressure makes me sound amazing. Let's you, see if you, I can live up to the hype. You are amazing, my friend. I'll do the can, you know, do the best I can under pressure. But no, it is a tribute to the the neighborhood we had growing up. You know, our uh, our 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 parents you know kind of raised us the right way and unfortunately you leave the the nest and you go off out into the world and it is true you know uh racism is taught it's definitely not something that we're born with nope nope uh definitely not because you know i've talked about it a lot on the podcast when you know honest to god i can i can close my eyes right now and i and i can picture in my head so many different times hanging out with you and your brother and just it's, seriously never once did i look at you or you know your dad well, or your again, mom and be like oh shit like this is thing. weird let's talk about the fact that i am mixed race yes. my father's black my mother's white so i'm a quarter black i'm sorry a quarter uh irish uh a quarter not jesus I'm, I can't even remember what I am. I'm a, I'm a quarter Italian, quarter Polish, and half black. This happens to me all the time. But, I get on a microphone well, no, and I forget it, my it name. It was because I was leading into, uh, I just want to speak about, you know, having a black father, a white mother, and then I married a white woman, and now I'm in a very unique position. I have two daughters, and my daughters are quarter black, quarter Greek, quarter Italian, eighth Irish, eighth Polish, and a little Scandinavian. And you have to understand, my first daughter is blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin. My second daughter, dark eyes, dark hair, brown skin. I have one white child, one black child. So, I mean, my story growing up was always from a unique position, looking at the world. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a white and black world with eyes of gray. And uh, now, it just like, it goes even further now with this next uh, step in my, in, in my life. But I think we're here to, we don't want to jump too far ahead. We can start at the beginning. Now, this is the whole reason I wanted you on the podcast. Um, you know, I kind of... I make fun of people in... I, I, I was just doing this. I was making fun of some of the people in Hollywood at the award shows that try to use their 30 seconds on stage to try to change the world. 
Yeah. You know, they're going to cry about, uh, you know, all the injustices in the world while they're wearing a $100,000 dress probably made in a sweatshop. Listen, you can call him Kaepernick if you want. I mean, but seriously, Colin Kaepernick is a perfect example of someone that grew up with all the white privilege in the world and rode his white privilege, and then he got benched, and then he was pouting, and he's like, oh, I, I, I think, you know what, I'm going to be black now and stand up for black lives and protest. And actually, there was an interview where he was actually honest. He's like, you know what, my, my bank account's a lot bigger now, so he knows he sold out. Right. So, but I don't know. I guess my whole point is is that, um, you know, I've talked about this before, too, is the reason I have Mark on not only is does he have a really interesting story, a really interesting background, and he's just a great fucking human being, but um, I guess I'm trying to change the world a little bit, uh, but I'm exactly who I make fun of. Um, but at, at the same time, I do have people that write in uh, to the show and tell me that certain things I talk about, not only were they interesting, but, the, you know, one guy said uh, something I said one day brought him closer to his wife, made him not want to friggin' commit suicide. And I was like, holy shit. Really? Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. If I, if I can change just one listener's way of thinking uh, for the better, I guess I've made a difference. So that's what I'm trying to do. Whether it's the show or whether it's my stand-up, I want it to be funny, but I also want it to maybe make something in somebody's mind go yeah, oh you want shit the, you want the chuckle and the ha ha but you want the, also the pondering deep exactly mm-hmm. and that's why um you know one uh, the 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 comedian that made me say oh shit this is what i want to do for a living uh there's a lot of them but i've talked about him before in the podcast people know i'm obsessed with him it's fucking bill burr oh he's awesome and the one bit that i really love of his is how he talks about when he first met his wife because i don't know if you're aware of this mark but uh uh, bill is married to um a person of color uh, a feminist person of color yeah um and they have a three-year-old mixed race daughter now um and he's like ginger like 100 percent ginger and she's real dark skin that's awesome uh but their their kid is just absolutely gorgeous and uh but anyways of course they are mixed 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 are the best oh my god Everybody out there, if you're white, go date a, a black girl. If you're a black girl, go date a white guy, right? Everybody should. Well, I say that my daughters have to marry someone that's uh, half Asian, half Hispanic, because then their children will have a bit of every continent and every color in the whole world. Exactly. We all come from the same place, people. Believe Fuck it or until not. we're the same color. Uh, exactly. Uh, so anyways, uh, what uh, what Bill does in this one bit is, uh, I believe it's when he first met his wife, and uh, they were dating, and he's at her house, and she just got out of the shower, and she's putting, like, moisturizer all over her body, and Bill's looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and she's like, I'm making sure I'm not ashy, and Bill's like, what the fuck is ashy? And she's like, dry skin, and he's like, eh, no one's ever looked at me and said, I'm ashy, and said, you fucking idiot. So she runs her fucking <laughs> fingers down her, uh, you know, his arm, and, like, there's pastry fucking flakes flying off his arm he's like holy <laughs> shit i'm fucking ashy of but course you are his whole point of that story was that you know aside from the bit that lotion needs to be applied to everybody not just people of color that white people get ashy too they just can't see it but, yeah. it, but the moral of the story was and this is what he says at the very end of the bit that's why you got to hang out with everybody because everybody misses a little bit of information 
Yeah, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Exactly. He's like, have you ever wondered why your dick still looks brand new at 40, but your fucking face looks like an aging pirate? He's like, you got to moisturize. You got to increase the circumference of your (laughs) lotion distribution, you know? That's hilarious. Well, that's why I saw something, too, about uh, old people, uh, you know, in the 60s, 70s, when you were 30, you looked like you were 50. And Mm. now it's because people lotion up. Right. So... uh, as I, God is my witness, dude. Because he even so it, there, you got something out of the podcast already. Everybody use lotion, keep your skin healthy and moist, and they'll you'll look young. But dude, honest to God, until he said that bit back in like I don't know, was it 2012? Uh, he came up with that shit. I didn't fucking use lotion on on my body. I do now. And guess what? I don't get fucking itchy during the winter, bro. I was fucking like, I was like a fucking monkey, dude. Just well, like see, as a, as, as a African-American, I, I've known about ashy skin since I was a little boy. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Most white people don't because you we can't naive, see it. son of a bitch. I know. No, I would always get fucking itchy in the winter. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Well, I, I didn't know about um, moisturizing shampoo growing up. That's what I really needed. <clears throat> moisturizing shampoo. I had dandruff. I was a dirty little dandruff kid in middle school. I always thought dandruff was for people that didn't uh, uh, rinse just, their hair. Nah, just dry skin on your head, and then you. Just I thought that was just dried and, soap, and then it's just your skin falling out of your fa- head. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you remember the Breakfast Club when she's shaking her head and then like, yeah, the oh, snowflakes. Yeah, I used to do that. Ali Sheedy. I used to do that as soon as I saw that movie. I was like, oh, I gotta try that. Really? Yeah. That's what you do? Yeah. You know. Well, you my, ran, flake, my flakes were darker. If you ran out of salt? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was salt and pepper. It salt was salt and pepper. Salt, salt and pepper Just shake your head right into the plate? Uh, that's hilarious. Um, well, hey, you want to talk about the first time uh, racism was ever instilled on me? Yes. See, this is why I brought Mark on, because not only, like I said, is he a great friggin' human, but uh, he's... Well, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it track. Let's keep to the point of the story. We want yeah. we want the chuckles and the ha ha, but you want the ha ha. He's mixed moment. race people, and yeah. if you were to just look at him like I am now, without knowing him, he looks like look he's a hundred percent, you know, African American. I mean, okay? it, oh. it depends on what decade we're talking here, John. We're 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 we're. I don't know if you want to release your age, but we got you know. Forty dec- uh, four decades underneath us. So yes, we do. I used to have, uh, you know, the, when True Lies came out and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, of course I was Palestinian. Um, and then like you know, dude, people when gangbangers not- were good, and then all of a sudden people thought I was a fucking gangbanger. And then fucking we went through the whole Bollywood scene, and now people think I'm fucking Indian. Like I'm just that perfect chocolate with dark hair. And, and depending if I grow my hair long, I can afro it. <laughs> if I want to grow it really long, I can go straight. Like again, I'm mixed. I'm African. I get. I kind of. I got the. I was like the twin that uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I got all the best genes. Dude, that is so fucked that you've been mistaken for Indian. Everything. Oh, dude, everything. Pakistan. But not always in a bad way, though. It's not. See, racism isn't always a negative thing. You have to understand, like, Indian people come up to me and be like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. This, that. How'd you do in this? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm I'm not. Like, they're not, you know, mistaken identity isn't always a bad thing. You have to understand. Racism does go in both ways. And that's actually a great example. I would like to take example, like, as... Uh, growing up, I heard a comedian say too. He's like, "Black people end up in one town, and then another black person comes in. They're like, yeah, I get your own white people.' And like, you know, and growing up for me, that was like, you know, there wasn't that many other black people. So everybody's parents, like, we lived in a very progressive town. So everyone's parents wanted like to be show how progressive they were. So like, of course, the black kid was always welcome at their house. So again, racism isn't always a bad thing. I I profited from racism in my hometown growing. 
growing up because everyone was like, ooh, look at how unracist I am. So I was allowed to go to anyone's house. I mean, even to this day, there's people, I can go to their house. They don't have to be there. And I can hang out with their mother and their father, go into their cabinets, make mac and cheese, and just, like, hang out and kick it just because, like, you know. But you think that's attributed to your race, though? Uh, yes, I, I truly. More so a than lot you just being a really well, just yes, you can, good dude. I mean, all the guys I hung out with were outgoing and uh, you know popular more or less. And but again, I hung out with all the. I, I, I it depend on the season. I hung out with like the jocks in the fall and the stoners and like the potheads in the winter because I skied. And then the spring, I was you know running tracks. So I'm back with the jocks again. And then the summertime is just like you know whoever whoever's around. See, this is my whole point, people, in that, like, you know, how many people, whether it's judging a person just by looking at them for a second, or it's a movie cover or a book cover that you don't find appealing, or somebody says, hey, this movie sucks, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess it sucks, I'm not going to see it. See, you know... Oh, but see this, all right, well, no, go back to... Because just to look at you... Yeah. If somebody were just to judge you by looking at you, which I feel people still do in 20-fucking-20... Oh, sure, Absolutely. Especially when I'm walking with my white daughter. They're like, that's a weird babysitter. Right. But you spend one minute in a room with you and just your energy and just... Uh, dude, seriously, you're a fucking incredible human being. Hey, well, hey, that's my fucking but, point, so, dude. But no, but then you... All right, so then we go 10 miles up where when I was growing up, my father lived in, again, he was the only black guy in town and it was a little bit more of a hick town. And let's like place it, I was probably around six. My older brother was around nine and we went went to the junkyard and we took rocks and we threw them through all the broken windows on the buses and like it was a junkyard it was just you know we were just smashing shit we're fucking kids and uh the owner came out and he was not happy about it and we fucking ran we chased off and as we're riding our bikes walking home a police officer comes up and were you guys throwing rocks and doing this and we were like nope wasn't us, you know, deny, deny, deny. Fucking cop takes us home. So my, I mean, I did whatever my older brother said. He said, do not say anything. I was like, I'm not fucking saying anything. So the cop takes us to the house. My dad asked, like, what happened? I was like, I am not fucking saying anything. And Andre lied for us. And he lied and he lied and fucking, he was, he was a fucking mastermind criminal at fucking eight. <laughs> so, so obviously my dad believes him. And then my dad's going to stand up for his two fucking children. Oh, and I so, think I can already see where you're oh, going. Oh, dude. So then my fucking dad's like, fucking, who's this garbage man? We're going, officer, what's your name? What's your badge number? Take me down to this place of business. We're going to have a talk with this guy. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, Andre looks at me. I look at him. I'm like, shit, you're running the show now, boss. You fucking started this lot. You finish it. <laughs> and uh, so we go down to the fucking junkyard, and my dad approaches the guy, and my fucking son this and that and you know like and the guy made the mistake of you people come here and oh, oh boy shit he like, said you people uh -oh. oh dude like and and the police officer he's like oh shit oh, like geez. now like and of course my dad's like there's bike tracks back here there's footprints there's this 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 oh yeah there's all this evidence that there's no one my son said they didn't do it you're fucking saying that they did this because they're black and fucking and it was like oh shit but dad oh fuck we we did do it so you um, know long story short so you admitted it right no fuck that i fucking I, my my brother was the 
male role model in my house, more or less, because unfortunately my parents were divorced uh, when I was two months old. They got remarried when I was 11. So I did live with my father. But in those early years, Andre ran the show. I was with him, uh, you know, all the time. And I was only with my dad every other weekend. So when Andre said, fucking don't fuck say anything, I didn't fucking say anything. Because if I go home for the next two weeks till I see my dad, I'm getting my ass fucking beat by my brother. So... Uh, and he, that's it's, that's a story for another time. Anyways, um, we go back home. We're sitting around the table, and my dad's like still fuming, furious, and he says, uh, "You know, did you do that?" And I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm not saying fucking anything. You know, like Andre, fucking dude, this cold-hearted motherfucker. He's just stared. At the fucking, he tells me this later. I didn't know in the moment. He was just staring, like holding his eyes open as hard as he could, just so they would get dried out and start fucking tearing up. He's fucking manufacturing. No shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. He's manufacturing tears so fucking make his fucking story convincing and shit. And that's when I realized, like, oh, my brother is the fuck. He's 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 the fucking mob boss. I'm sorry. He's like, you know, I was I was Andre's little brother until he tragically passed away in 2003, and that's when I, you know ultimately found myself and became like you know lived under out of the shadow of him uh but up until that point yeah man you know until my parents got remarried at 11 uh yeah andre ran the show so going back to that story so you guys were just in a junkyard six and nine years old throwing rocks i don't think there's a kid in america that hasn't freaking done that at least at at least when we were kids yeah and then you guys of course go home with another we were with another white kid and um but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no and you guys go home it's no this is real racism because like the cop dropped mike off at his house and then it was us we were the focal point obviously the white boy didn't do anything oh geez so it was it was real fucking racism in that sense um but i can totally get it because if i got did it we were guilty if i got two kids and they come home and tell me that they didn't do it I don't know. I'm gonna side with my kids. No, not me. Now because no? I was such no. Now that I've grown up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's a okay. Good point. Good point. Uh, they're fucking. They're guilty to proven innocent. Fuck that. I'm not getting fucking. Like, you know. And you know what? It's it's. I, I only have an eight and a four year old right now. But any parents listening right now, they're guilty. They're guilty until proven innocent. I swear to God, it'll just be just. You know, you have to be compassionate. You don't raise your voice, and you have to be smart when you when you when you you have to let them get away with lies. That, that's the most Dude, important I talk thing. about parenting a you, lot. You have on this to let show. them get away with their lies, uh, but you know they're lying. Kids, you have to, you, kids you are going to be kids. You have to know they're lying and not call them out on it. But yeah, it's yeah, they're guilty until proven innocent. Uh, it'll make them better later on in life. Cause I got a, like my mom, I was again, she had to deal with so much racism. I probably can't. Like, we should probably ask her some questions sometimes. But think about this. Uh, well, I mean, I feel it now. But she had these two brown boys, very rambunctious, like always getting in trouble, and. Um, She's this, you know, a little Italian lady. Yeah. Like she, she, like she's five feet one, maybe. Like on a good day, I one think of the she's sweetest drinking. ladies. Still, she still takes care of my well, father. By the way, yeah. Well, you know, God she brings you, my sorry, father yeah. food. Uh, she's the best. I mean, everyone yeah. loves my mom. She's she's the best. But she was a nurse, so she took care of everybody. And um, aren't nurses incredible people? They really are. They they're the unsung heroes of every medical establishment Fucking across a, the country. Amen. Um, but, uh, you know, so she, she really protected us and, and, and we, in a way, got away with a lot, um, just 
because we were the last of the latchkey kids. Like we're the 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 zenni- the, the zennials. They're not even Generation X. That you know, seventy six to eighty two. We're special people. Anyone out there listening that was born between seventy six and eighty two. We're the, the we're the key generation that you know had rotary phones, played outside, came in when the lights are on, like all that you know yeah, those dreams you see on the fucking internet. Like, drank that's, from the that's water us. hose. Yeah, that's us. That's us. Fucking rope made fucking makeshift ramps and fucking the middle of the street. Fuck yelled yeah, car dude. when the cars came. Fucking played basketball. Just came in when the lights were on. It dude, awesome. I just thought of something. Was that what time? You, the kid that's sitting in this room with me, is responsible. What I do this time for me breaking the only bone I've ever <laughs> broken in my life. Wait. You remember that shit? I well, I mean, a lot of I bones broke are my wrist. What were we doing? I oh, do remember dude, when you broke dude. something. Boy, oh, I don't remember I what we were, we were playing because we played like tackle football. We did kill the carrier. No. We did like all that type of shit. What was happening, dude? Oh, fucking! Christ. I don't remember. I okay. do. I live in the present, and unfortunately, I forget a lot of the past. Dude, I haven't thought about this in fucking years. Well, I'm sure it's a better memory for you, and it's more poignant because you broke something. Dude, when, you're that, gonna, when, you, when that happens, that memory is kind of locked in place. For, you're gonna for remember us. this. You're gonna remember. Well, this. Okay, happened, so, all right, I, I'm pretty sure I was definitely chasing, like, maybe Pat across the street. Uh-huh. He, uh, back when the basketball hoop was out in front of his house, we'd yeah. always play basketball and blah, 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 Zach, all yeah. the neighborhood fucking kids hanging around. So I was chasing somebody across the street because uh, they had a basketball or football. I wanted it. And then you were racing somebody down the street on your bikes fucking okay. full speed yeah that sounds like me just not caring about anyone else's dude, personal space d- d- dude well i was just <laughs> as guilty i i ran out in the street right? and i hit you with my bike and knocked you over you hit me yeah at I full do speed with yeah. my bike you went tumbling well, i went tumbling and, and I that's broke the my thing wrist. is though i'm a ninja i honestly have never broken a bone in my body dude uh, you got I'm, up like a fucking cat uh, no I've, i i i'm so good at falling it's ridiculous um uh, but again i also jumped off uh that like 70 foot bridge uh when i was 12 years old uh jumped off the trestle uh yeah you know, dude like, i've crazy, seen you crazy, do some crazy crazy fucking shit. shit i was gymnast first so once like and you know this is the 80s there's ninja movies everywhere i fucking loved ninja movies all we wanted was ninja stars and, and nunchucks and <laughs> fucking everything and uh my my one goal was to do a backflip i want to do a backflip i want to do a backflip so bad so and then like 10 years old i finally like did a back handspring and then after that i never stopped oh wait a minute wait a minute i i got so many memories flooding back to me right now dude oh you well, that's what i used coined black flip have you ever seen a black flip and i would and i would do a back flip that was awesome um uh the memory that's coming back to me okay what what year did you guys move in next door to me? 1990. 1990. When did, when did the Jerky Boys come out with their first shit? It had to be around that time, too, because we were prank calling like yes, fast that, back then. Yes, that is my, one of my greatest memories is, is, is being in Andre's room. He had this little suction cup thing that he would put up to the phone, and then the other end of it was like a fucking eighth-inch plug that he'd plug into the tape deck, and oh, we'd fucking prank right. people. It we would the prank call boys. people, and we would record it, just like the Jerky Boys did back yeah. then. And I wish, dude. dude if we you, had those recordings. Oh, I have I have so many tapes and Do you have like a tape stuff? collection of all of Andre's I, shit? I, Could I, that possibly I, be on there? I still have, yeah, mixtapes that he made, because he was a DJ, so he used to have like banging music and shit so i know i have like tons of tapes that'd be amazing if we could stumble across that dude <laughs> fucking phony phone calls that we were making back in like 1990 
Well, and that was another thing. People were somewhere. always like afraid to try or do things, and I just like in the social norms when everyone else won't do it, I will do it. I just like it, I'm. Thank God I never met like Steve-O and the fucking jackass guys because I would have been a fucking jackass. Well, see, that's just it. That's what people don't realize is that Steve-O and the jackass guys and shit. I think almost every high school had a group like that. We yeah. had some crazy talented like people just like the jackass group in our high school that could have fucking did the same shit. Oh, absolutely. They I mean, we did in our it. own regard. I mean, we were actually in in some regard too, like camping out again. Like the the, the again, this zenial generation where um, we were allowed. Our parents allowed us at like twelve years old to camp on underneath the trestle, and this is like on uh, a river. Yeah, maybe you're. And it's a pretty big river, and there's really not anything around, and you just climb down. Like my parents didn't even know how we to get on the island. If they needed to find us, they stood at the end of the bridge and like yelled our names. Really. And, and this is well. This was before it turned into a bike path too. So this is like trestle. This is think about Stan by me, like walking on wooden trestle. Uh, I've trestle never tracks. been on that island. No, oh, dude. How like, do you was, even get on it? You need to w- bring uh, construction gloves with you because there's a cable that has comes down, but it's all frayed, so it'll cut up your hands if you don't have. Construction so you guys used gloves. to climb down a uh, cable. Yeah, we throw our stuff down, lower it down by rope. Um, all right, picture this, people, because you guys have no idea what we're talking about. There is a giant. Uh, like what four lane bridge that goes over the Connecticut River it runs all the way from Long Island Sound right up the middle of Massachusetts through Connecticut through uh it actually separates Vermont and New Hampshire doesn't it yeah yeah and it goes right up into friggin like Montreal or I don't know it goes up into the and the, 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 the St. Lawrence the River what itself. is that river that goes from the friggin ocean all the way into like the Great Lakes oh don't talk to me about geography <laughs> okay but anyways it's the Connecticut River look it up okay there's a giant fucking bridge that goes over it four lane highway and then like maybe i it's don't an, know 500 a, yards a 500 yards wide a quarter of a mile long right. little island and then next to that there's just this metal rickety old uh train tracks that i don't even know if a train goes over it anymore no 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 that's it's long long gone now and then, what they've done today is they've built a uh, bike path or a walking trail over the train tracks now so it's now it's now it's, you can't jump off now. it anymore but back in the day like you had to like those were train tracks, bro. Dropping like I don't know how many. It's probably like fifty feet. 40 That's it. Feet. Yeah, it seems so much well, higher when you're walking on it. In the wooden slats, some of them would be missing, so you like. It's almost have to, like, like that scene over. from Stand By Me. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. Like that. it's that's a, that's that's just pretty no train much will what be it was. On it. Exactly. And then yeah, so our parents would just let us fucking. All right, we'll be back here to pick you up at nine a.m. But wait a minute, you'd have to walk out on that train track. Oh yeah. So many feet above the water, yeah. and then you'd have carrying to our gear. carrying your gear, and yeah. then there was no stairs or no fucking no, no, elevator. You had, to, you had to rappel down. You had to a, rappel down a, a fucking shredded rope. cable. No, Jesus. it was a metal. It was like a. It was like probably an inch thick metal cable. It wasn't gonna break, but it was frayed. And if you didn't have gloves, you definitely and you got back up it the same way uh, by climbing yeah. back up it. Yeah. I always assume people just took a, a fucking canoe or you something. Could, well, no, my brother and I could, would, uh, and some of the other kids couldn't do it, but my brother and I, we'd climb the tree, and then he'd literally leap from a branch onto the fucking train tracks. Did you ever <laughs> jump off the actual Coolidge Bridge? Yeah, yeah. Because I had a Twice. buddy do Twice. that one night. We were all, yeah, dude, I think about some of the shit I did as a kid, and I'm just like, I am so thankful I'm alive yeah. today, because uh, holy Total fuck. three cars. Dude, yeah. uh, honest to God, so, I mean, I, dude... 
But anyways, one night we were all, of course, driving around. We were all fucking drunk. You know, great fucking idea, right? You jumped off the Coolidge Bridge at night? No. One of the kids in uh, the car I was in thought it would be a great idea um, to jump off the fucking bridge. And he had a crazy older brother that's no longer with us. I'll I'll tell you the name after the fucking podcast because I bet you two probably fucking it kicked probably it back in the day. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. But uh, anyways, uh, he had an older brother that he idolized that was fucking crazier than fuck. And uh, we were all drinking. We were driving across the Coolidge Bridge and he's like, yo, stop the car. I'm going to fucking jump. And everyone's like, yeah, great idea. So we went down to uh, like the, uh, by the boat docks. ramps. Yeah, by the, yeah. And we waited for him. And this kid jumped and he was shit-faced dude he barely barely made it back to shore nearly oh, fucking drowned river is flowing that's yeah, what people dude. understand that river really has some pick and if it's yeah if it's flowing but this is the middle of night yeah middle of the night yeah, and jumping off flowed. a bridge 70 feet 70, 70 fucking feet, feet into yeah. the complete darkness yeah that's drunk, pretty crazy and then trying to swim across a fast river current dude he I almost jumped, didn't make it back I to jumped the shore off almost the, died the trestle at night then that was awesome you like and that was like and you remember the movie lost boys yeah when they'd hang underneath hang the, the trestle you hang underneath the trestle and let yeah. go so yeah we used to do that when we do those campouts. do you realize uh, it was awesome one of the eighth wonders of the world to me is i talk to people about more famous movies than the Lost Boys from the 80s or 90s and people oh. are like I never saw like there's, like, there's people out That's there that so haven't sad. seen fucking it's Back so to the sad. Future and, they, and unfortunately some of them don't age well you had to see them in the moment to truly appreciate them I try to show them to like my kids or something or my wife who didn't watch a lot of the same movies I did in, in the 80s and yeah they just I mean but they're so good there are so many they're classic so movies out of the 80s bro it's unfucking believable and I just wonder because I was born in 78 I've only seen one yeah, movie. Seventy-nine. I was. I've only seen one movie that came out before. No, no, no. I'm sorry, because I've seen The Exorcist. That was seventy-three. Jaws, yeah. seventy-five. Okay, I'm talking too much shit. But literally, the only majority. A, the only majority. a handful of movies I've actually seen that came out before I was born. Right. So born right. in seventy-eight. All those great '80s movies, '90s movies. What about people who were born in like two thousand or born in like the year two thousand? They're now fucking 20 years old, well, 19 years old. That's what they're calling they our movies seen? oldies. They're calling our movies oldies. Well, our, it's our crazy, dude. Our fucking local... Uh, you have to remember that 2050 is the same amount of distance away as, whatever, 1990. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but there's people out there that are like right, our yeah. age that like haven't seen like the big Lebowski. I know, and, and I'm, I'm like that, that, that is see, sack fucking that's a religious dude movie dude. though. I've tried to get like female friends, my wife, like they just can't get through that movie for some reason. Yeah, but God this is a dude that that's movie. our age. The, the, uh, that's sad. You know, the, it, Lebowski's the, that, that's like a rite of passage. That is one of the most quintessential fucking comedies to ever come out. The fucking big Lebowski. So wait, you, wait, going back to racism. I actually just was thinking about something when Rodney King got his ass beat in the L.A. Ooh, that's a fucking you, you know pivot like and a half. Yeah, no. We go yeah. from the big Lebowski, we just pivot right into fucking Rodney. I, King. My brain works in a Holy funny shit. way. Um, but no, just like growing up, I was thinking because when Rodney King got beat. You know, everyone obviously across the country thought that was uh, egregious and and horrible. But as like a white guy, how did that? affect you as like because we were in like middle school when that shit happened you know what news wasn't as prevalent to us it didn't affect us as much as kids because of it wasn't crammed down your throat no it wasn't it it wasn't like it is today because he got social media and just i mean the second anything happens in this world like people know about it a second later and react to it 
Well, that's back then. You know what, dude? Even bigger than Rodney King is the the fucking OJ version. Oh, I was actually going to mention that too. Dude, I was sitting in our high school. It was study hall. I was in that too. I was in the cafeteria. I think we might have been in the same study hall. I was. I They wheeled in the fucking TV so we could watch it. That was awesome. Like they, they with you know the VCR TV, the old fucking cards. They wheeled it in. I remember there being a TV mounted like on the fucking like uh, like like up towards the ceiling. Did we have one up there too? I know. I, I know so. that we had I just, one in. I just remember I being. I was. I was cafeteria. definitely still in high school. I was in the cafeteria. It was study hall when they read the OJ verdict, and I yeah. swear to God, when they read the OJ verdict, anybody who was in that room that was a minority got up and fucking cheered. No, anybody it was, who was white you, just kind I, of looked like I what was just sprinting happened? through the hallway, screaming, "The juice is loose!" Yeah, the juice why did is that loose. become such a fucking issue between like you know? race like it's either he's guilty or not guilty why did why did every minority even if you weren't african-american like like all the hispanic people were running around the hallways like hold like you know what because we know that systematically the rich white powerful men have been getting away with essential murder (coughs) jeffrey epstein (coughs) forever yeah no they've they've been getting away (coughs) with murder exactly all these like you know you have to name it it's just it's gone on well before media and you know even like you know the our favorite jfk like i love the guy he was so even though the guy was guilty as sin it's about time a black guy was just fucking let off the hook for a change right Exactly, and then then you see it with Bill Cosby too. It's like, oh man, you had to take down our idol. You know, Cosby's locked up, but people don't Wein- even realize if this, Weinstein but- doesn't get fucking locked up. I think people should riot. Like, oh my, uh, I, I, I think that would be just the worst thing ever because the creator of the Me Too movement. Yeah, dude. If he doesn't, well, um, Ronan Farrow, he just wrote a new book too, where he's talking about one how, like, I mean, he was like targeted and you know, like, you know, bullied and all this, and and how again these rich white men uh, get the best lawyers and um, manipulate the system, buy off judges to to for freedom, and my friend and I were talking today and he made this great idea. I can't claim this, but it was like, you know, all lawyers should be rotating. Like you just have a pool of lawyers and whoever who's not on a case is at the courtroom that day and it's just luck of the draw. Whatever case comes up, they work that case and whatever your income is, you pay that lawyer uh, per, you know a percentage of it. So if you'd only made a hundred thousand, I mean ten thousand dollars last year, you pay a hundred bucks. If you made a hundred thousand dollars last year, you pay a thousand. Like you know, or whatever, it could be larger than that. But then but that lawyer might not be able to buy a fucking BMW. No, but and X that was the other, that was the other thing. If you ever work in restaurants, you tip out. And yeah, bro. In this society, I worked in a lot of restaurants. Exactly. You got to tip out your bus boy. You got to tip out your bartender. You got to tip out everyone that helps you. So there's like you're like salary cap. You can't make more than this. So lawyers they got a fucking pool that so even though they pulled the big lawyer that pays more he, that lawyer doesn't get the money he throws that into the pool and then all the lawyers get tipped out accordingly you and mean they he's all, not going to be able to buy, uh, buy he, a vacation home now in friggin rome no, no he's only going to be able to have three well that's what i'm saying if you could have the education and become a lawyer that's fucking tough i have a friend that just passed the bar it was fucking intense i give him all the credit in the world he should be paid more money so in the society like there's still a salary cap you can't make more than 
fucking I don't know ten million dollars in a year. I I think that that is a pretty fucking decent amount of money, and there's more than enough money to go around that no single person should have like more than ten million dollars in one year, and anything after that is goes into the pool. It's distributed. Like again, like if you take away like you know teachers valued more, teachers get paid more. You know the skilled workers that we need get paid properly. Um, doctors, nurses, and it's it's consistent. Like you could afford healthcare, you could afford infrastructure, you could afford all these things. You're but talking crazy, man. He, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, way dude, too fair. That's way too fucking. Um, you know. But people need to have their greed. They need to have more. And again, uh, there's a great book. Uh, I can't I misremember the name right now, so I'm not going to say it. But essentially, it's a science fiction book. Um, there's a big nuclear blast. Scientology. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> nuclear blast, and then when they wake up, like it's the roles are reversed. Blacks were the slave owners, and the whole book is premise is that like you know these white people who were re- really rich and grew up, um, you know, with white privilege, uh, get sent back in time, are into this parallel dimension, and now like the blacks are uh, the oppressors, and they're the affluent, and it's just a really interesting book uh, because again the blacks. You know, once we're in power, they chose slavery. And again, like, it, 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 you see people, uh, like the Mo Rocca, he just did his book, and in the story, immigrant comes to America, uh, gains money, and once they have enough money, like, one of the first things they did was get slaves. Like, it's just... You know, it's sad that uh, the greed, the want, the need take over. Almost, it, it creates racism. So, uh, are you trying to say that there was African American people that had slaves? I know back before, you know, in Africa there was Africans that had slaves. There's Asians that had slaves. Everyone entrapped everyone. You know, that's not an exclusive white thing. You know, again, cultural appropriation. We should talk about it at some point too, because I think that's just fucking the most ridiculous thing. We have to share. Wait, go back to that. What is it? cultural? Cult- cultural appropriation. When people get upset about cultural appropriation, I th- I want to pull my hair out because it's just ridiculous. Explain it's- to people that probably don't know what that means. What is cultural appropriation? Just like you know. A white girl rocking cornrows. Oh, wait a minute! You're talking about okay, cool appropriating a culture. I'm totally fine with that. Okay, That's yeah. Necessary. You know what? Who talked about this recently? And I hate to fucking bring his name up again. Okay, but Bill but Burr? You're, you're but like you two are almost the fucking same. Okay. Well, we we will listen. Bill to is married, obviously, to yeah. a feminist uh, black lady. And oh no! They I know his whole watched, bit on cultural appropriation. I know his whole shit on it. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. they recently watched like uh, some, uh, some no his bits awesome yeah. some documentary on Elvis. Uh-huh. And his right. wife had to stop it several times and be like, holy, like, they were like, holy shit, like, Elvis appropriated an entire culture. Yeah, but then you want to. A lot of what he took Nick was straight from it, the black culture. Again, but again, you know, Nick Pitt and that, like, isn't the, the first heart operation was, um, our, the first heart surgery, our heart transplant was a black man. So, like, all these white people, sorry, you don't get heart transplants. <laughs> like, get the right. fuck out of here. We need shared wealth, we need shared knowledge. And you know that chick that um, also started off that white chick that claimed to be black and was like leader of the NAACP. Do you remember her name? I don't. Uh, it was really funny. But again, I was like, dude, she did a lot for black people. She wants to be black. Let her be black. Like I don't. I really don't give a shit. I think it's funny. Dave Chappelle did another one too. He's like, what if I was? A- I felt Asian on the inside, right? And made the Asian face. You know, obviously, when you when you show it, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, that's more. Uh, you know, feeling Asian on the inside and there is a little different than uh, feeling like that's that's not cultural appropriation. That's just like misguided thinking. I feel there like. is no doubt 
that uh, a huge portion of the white population appropriated the black culture when hip-hop came out. And that's okay. And I think that that's was, a great thing. That what people together. I was thinking about that last night. I mean, you got, you know, so many, uh, I mean, right? That was like the, what, the, like the, like the, Early nineties, mid nineties, late nineties, and then people wanted to hate on Vanilla Ice. Like, don't hate on Vanilla Ice too. Just like you know, let let him let him experience rap. Let him try it. If people like it, let him have it. Like, don't hate it. Terrible. Oh, well, Vanilla Ice was obviously horrible. Everybody loved Ice Ice Baby. You still have Ice when it came out. Exactly. Even to this day, we were like twelve. If you start singing it, people will be like, "Well, they know at least half the lyrics to it because it's fucking epic. It's Ice Ice Baby, right? It's the shit." And again, uh, real easy to make fun it, of the dude it, now and afterwards, but well, he's still doing all right. Like he, MC he, Hammer. He did, he did a flip this house. Did you know that? Uh, uh, Vanilla Ice will come to your house and remodel it for yeah, you. Yeah, isn't he a fucking construction dude now? Or yeah, some shit? yeah, exactly. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I guess the money ran out. Hey, but that's his passion. Whatever, it's all good. <laughs> don't hate on the haters. Hate, no, yeah, well, don't hate the player. Hate the game. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, we had to take a quick break because uh, I don't know. We did. All right, so fuck you. <laughs> All right, so we're sitting here back with uh, my buddy Mark, and uh, we were literally trying to discuss where we left off the podcast, and we couldn't fucking remember, so uh, fuck you. All right, so let's get back into it. Uh, Mark, tell me uh, you have a very unique uh, position because you are mixed race. Uh, you you actually jokingly refer to yourself as being African. Yeah. Uh, a a father of color, if you yeah. will, a a Irish white mother, um, and well, she's Greek, Greek. Uh, Irish, and Italian. But uh, let's but let's, she looks Greek. Yeah, let's go back into the. Tell me about the first time you really experienced uh, just really ignorant, stupid racism or anything well, like I that. I think the best. I, I mean, growing up, um, you know, I had teachers. Like, look me in the face and be like, you're doing nothing but a criminal. But, I don't know, maybe my skin color made the, them feel a little more open to, like, being mean to me in a way. But you have to understand, like, my brother and I, fucking super, super hyperactive kids. And, um, you know, my first controlled drug, like, I do uh, identify as an alcoholic. You know, I, I, I have dealt with... Uh, you identify you know, as an alcoholic? Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, I've, I've had substance abuse problems my whole life. And it started at five years old when my mom gave me and my brother Ritalin. We, we were on Ritalin from 5 till 12 years old, and that is a drug. Dude, that's a whole it's, other topic uh, we can go on, but, is doctors know, have become the fucking new drug dealers, well, as far it's, as I'm and, concerned. And, and it fucked me up, because I shit you not, if I didn't take my Ritalin before I went to school, my mom got a phone call from the school that day. Like, I mean, I'm talking throwing desks See, across the room. See, I thought Ritalin made you, like, more hyper. Or, well, if you are hyper, you take Ritalin, it, it calms you down. So, but if you if you don't need it and you take it, so is it an upper or a downer? Like, what is it? If you took it, it'd be an upper. If I take it, it's you. So is it kind of like what Adderall is then? Yes, it was, Adderall. It was, Ritalin, 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 Ritalin was the first run of Adderall. Okay. okay. Yeah, Ritalin. Yeah, Ritalin is like the Fisher Price, my first drug. Like they they, they tried Fisher it out. Price, I was the first. Drug. I was the fucking. I was the test subject in the fucking eighties for it. And uh, you know, in a sense, like again, I'm ADD. I am definitely attention deficit disorder. I have whatever chemical imbalance, Redolin, when I take it, 
I zoned out. I had no appetite. Like, it, it really fucked with me. And, like, when I was 12, I was like, you know what, Mom? I don't want to fucking take this anymore. And she's like, all right, cool. And then I started smoking pot. <laughs> it was the like same year I fucking found marijuana. And I was like, you know what? This is how I want to feel. Without naming specific names. Because, I yeah. mean, was the first time, how old were you when you first tried I was. Tw- it was with my brother. It was with my brother. How how old? I was twelve. He was so you were living he here. Was fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. it was just you two and one other person. Okay, because I still remember the people that I first smoked with. One of which I think you're probably still close friends with. Probably first name Justin. Oh yeah, well yeah. But it it it's funny because the first time we did, uh, it actually wasn't real. I'm I, I'm almost you placeboed. I'm almost a hundred percent positive. You, you, we, you placeboed yourselves. I don't. You probably know where this is. You probably, probably know where this is, but there is like a concrete. Oh, uh, the wall! Yeah, I know wall where you go by the by the bike path I near know his exactly. house. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly where that is. That's we where stood everyone there. Smoked. Yeah, is that where everyone smoked? Yeah, that's the smoke spot. It was not. We just went there the other day. Actually, it, it was <laughs> it was not Bud that we smoked. That was my first time, and it was not Bud. That's funny. It was fucking oregano well, or was, some there shit. There was there was the guys around here, like my brother and his friends that used to hang out, dude. They would like. I remember one time Ben got a um, got some grass. Uh, literally, it was <laughs> a handful of grass of the lawn, like that. Uh, the dude uh, stuffed into. To a little dime bag, Ziploc bag. He locked it up, handed it to him in the bathroom in the fucking school, you know, and then just peaced out. And then Ben like got felt it. He's like, "Ooh, it feels like a fat nug." Like, we get home, we open it up, and grass. It was like, literally grass, literally lawn, Jesus. your front yard in a baggie. <laughs> oh man! But again, that was fucking early nineties, dude. Like, uh, I see. You know, that's the thing. The Zennials, like I said, we had racism right because. All my friends, it didn't matter if you were Asian, white, whatever, like, we were like, fuck you, you jigaboo, yeah, whatever, you stupid slant-eyed chink, like, we, we, we embraced our differences, and we'd call each other out in it in, like, the worst possible ways you could, and that meant you were friends, you know, and no one was so fucking butthurt as they are today, everyone's so sensitive and needs to think about, like, oh, well, well like, no, no. How do you can, feel... I'll, I'll, about the the n word because well I I don't embrace that me I don't use it I I I, I, I literally cannot say it well you I have cannot, to understand I have a black father will not say it I have a black father that experienced the real n word you right. know he he grew up where that was a word of hate okay. and hatred it like, still is and, and he he knows like his father and people that were lynched you know he's from Buffalo New York up up north but um. Uh, still, like, he, my dad experienced real racism. So, you know, in a way, I get, uh, you know, um, taking it back and taking the, the, the hatred out of it and making it your own word as a black race and, and the rap community did that uh, very, very well. But unfortunately, it just creates... Well, and again, in a way, it's good, too. It desensitized it, and and and... It's just like we we have a lot further to go because, you know, white people obviously shouldn't say it. uh, But I don't think black people should say it either. I think it it should just it should fucking go off into the night silently. Yeah, I I totally agree. I've I've said it just this holds before. too much power. For me. I never want right. to. I never want to hear okay. or see anybody will, in my presence. I will tell you. I will, I will use that word one time, and I, I just because this story is is awesome and it ties into my uh, black flips. Just and make sure you don't use an R. No, 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 no. So I I, I this is this is what I, how I feel about the N word. One time, uh, I was probably twenty six years old. 
and uh, it was open bar, New York City. Tim, Ooh. Uh, a friend of mine had uh, vodka flowing on ice, Grey Goose, drinks, shots, cranberry, ice, just drinking. And then we go outside. We're smoking cigarettes outside, and there's some scaffolding. I have some brand new dress shoes on. And, I uh, forgot I'm, I'm gonna you do used s- to oh. smoke cigs, yeah. bro. I remember uh, sharing a few with you. I started when I was old enough to know better. I was like 21. It, it, me too. But anyways... I start, I got up on the scaffolding to do a backflip, a black flip, if you will. And my brand new shiny shoes slip. I jump off and I land right on my head. And I'm knocked. It was fucking vicious. It looked Ooh. bad. Again, I've never broken a bone, but I have knocked myself out cold doing a backflip <laughs> in the middle of Manhattan on Third Avenue. And this car full of black girls drove by and said, Take that nigga to the hospital. He's dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only time I use the N word is when I tell that story but because see, it's fucking hilarious. I think it's okay because there, because. Within the black community, it's it's just become well, they've like they've taken a, it back. They've taken they've it taken back. It's back. Great. Like any it's, other slang, you can't do their that word. With, with you can't do that with like it's their word. Uh, I don't yeah. ever want to hear a white man say it. Yeah. At least not in my presence, or I'm going to fucking knock you out. Yeah, That's no. just how I feel. It's about a word it. of hatred. It, it is. is it, hatred. It's a word of like. hatred. And when and I've worked with children growing up too, and still do, I teach yoga to three, four, five year olds. Uh, teach uh, coach track and field to uh, you know, high school students, and that is when I always intervene. Whenever I hear, even I don't care if you're singing the song lyric i'm like dude don't say that and especially and this is there's a lot of mixed kids too that i tell not to use that word it's not just the white kids that'll say it or even black kids or mixed kids or hispanic kids uh it's just anytime i hear it yeah I'm you're around like, yeah. kids more than i am so yeah. kids are the kids are still saying it like white oh, kids absolutely. around they, here they, they have no idea they, white they, kids they, around they, here are saying well, that. they have no idea Fuck the, the, the history and that's the problem. Like, and see, I coached youth baseball for a number of years up until recently, and that's a whole other story. I want to talk about one of these times on the podcast yeah. is what happened to me around here with youth sports when I ran a successful team. It was the most unpopular thing in the history of fucking sports here. Yeah, really. That's yeah. that sucks. Well, and see, you know, there's the Mister Rogers effect. Um, you know, Mister Rogers is a great man, uh, but still, people will be like, you know, oh, he was a pedophile, this and that. And you're like, fuck you for fucking th- running that man's name to the mud. That man was a fucking saint. I'm actually getting a tattoo. WWMRD. What would Mister Rogers do? Because uh, I didn't know Jesus Christ, so the WW. Uh, uh, whatever, uh, JD. I it's can't fucking hilarious you bring that up because I just literally talked uh, a few podcasts ago because I saw somebody with a bumper sticker that said, what would Jesus think? Yeah, no, fuck that. I don't know Jesus, but I do know Mr. Rogers. I grew up watching his show. He's fucking awesome. WWMRD. I had no idea he was a pedophile. He's not. That's my oh, whole point. Okay. No, who, he absolutely isn't. No, who called you, him a pedophile. If you then? look on the internet, or I've had conversations with people, like anyone you have someone that's doing real good work with children, people are like, oh, they, they're, they're, they're like, it's just fucked up that <laughs> people want to go to the most negative. They can't look at something good and positive and just let it be positive. You know, there's always so Mr. Rogers was just too much good for somebody, so they had to fucking yeah. insinuate that he must be a pedophile. Exactly, oh, and Jesus. that's fuck- and it's just horrible whenever you hear anything like that. Uh, but then again you have stories like bill cosby and you're like shit you know like now i just lost faith in the human race again (laughs) christ i tell you but hey it doesn't mean stop doing good just because you're afraid people are going to tear you down you still got to do good just to do good um one of the uh things that popped out in my head when you were telling that story um is uh 
so like you've said before to me off air um there's a lot of diversity where we live there always has been um there's a very eclectic mix of lgbtq uh hispanic white black in this area everybody gets to be along a lot of for the ta- most part t- tibetan and cambodian around here but yeah they're, tibetan, not here. Cambodian. they're not here as much anymore i feel bad the, the little tibetan community and cambodian community moved on i haven't seen as much anymore but anyway sorry yeah um yeah well, I where'd mean, they go? I, it's <laughs> but, the, uh, the living in this community. Also, we talked about like the fact that my brother and I both grew up in the same house: white mother, black father, and I was Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, Grateful Dead, like a uh, little hippie stoner, and then my brother was like, you know, Red Man, Meth Man, Biggie, all that like rap, and you know, he put like you know those twelve-inch speakers in his car, and you know, wore big bag clothes and you know sold drugs and like kind of lived into like the stereotype of being a black person in the country at that time and i always hated that growing up thinking that like oh you don't sound like a black person it's like oh what the fuck dude literally what you just said what you just said was where i was going with my story before this yeah well I've seen it a bunch I was of trying to contrast the area in which we grew up in compared to when I moved to Charleston, South Carolina in 04 and lived there from 04 to 06. And yeah. all I did working there was restaurants. I was either bartending, bar managing, restaurant managing, front of the house, that kind of shit. Right on, yeah. So I worked with a lot of people of color and a lot of uh, Caucasians. But it was my first time ever being exposed to more of the southern state Right. way of thinking when it came to both white people and people of color and there was this one particular instance where um, I was I was bartending I was the I was the hotel bartender at the Charleston Place Hotel and yeah. at that time the bar that serviced all the hotel was inside the kitchen so as I was prepping my bar for the day uh, there were there were uh, two gentlemen of color that were just prepping food right in front of me and one was maybe 45 and then the kid was maybe 18 and he I literally black you just say some black guy you don't say person of color I think i'm try, i'm trying to be fucking politically correct i understand but i think black well, is no, no, politically no, no, correct no, 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 no. i think okay. they, they, they black was politically correct i say all got... the time how fucking unpc i am but yet when it but i'm i'm sorry when it comes to People of color? People of color. <laughs> I'm fucking sensitive to it because I I don't know. You I, don't want to offend. I, I get it. I get it. If but. there's one group of people I don't want to offend, I guess it's 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 literally people right. of color because Back to I, the black guys I like food. people of color right now more than I fucking do white people because I think white people around here are fucking insane. And the black community is just as cool as and as even keeled well, they, as they've ever been. They've been dude. the same, especially once we bombed these the Iran. It's like, oh, we're going to war. And black people are like, we now? <laughs> right, right, right. So I don't know, dude. So but, no, I'm sorry. Go back to your story. The two guys were prepping. Two guys were prepping, and the younger guy turns to the older black guy, and he says, "Why do you talk so white?" Yeah. See, and that's the shit that like And the black and the older black guy's yeah, response, response to the younger black fellow was I guess it's because I've been working around him for so long. See, and that's and a cop that out really on his stuck one. in that, my fucking that's a, head. That's like, a cop out on the older black gentleman because he right, said, he's just you know, trying to say what 
the younger kid probably wants to hear. Or, well, or, 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 or I don't know, but it's just it's a crazy question to me. Why do you talk white? What it's do you mean not talk talking white? white? Again, it's area, and unfortunately, um, a lot of black areas have been given you know separate but equal is bullshit. Obviously, so you know the black communities in the South are behind in education, so they've developed their own way of speaking. It's not to say that, like again, like street slang is pretty goddamn intricate and if you really look at it and you you read someone's text messages like when i was uh in new york city i was you know i knew a lot of people and you know just the slang if you get a text message from someone it was like reading a different language like you literally had to to know what's up to understand what the fuck they're talking about is that necessarily a thing of that that black people well, do, or is it more a case well, of poverty and being in the bigger city type of racism? It's 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 just it's just location. Is it's it just, more of a poverty thing and an area thing than it is necessarily well, no, a I color think thing? It's nothing. I think it's people that speak one way shouldn't look at how another person speaks and judge that their way is better. Obviously, you know, an educated person is going to pronounce certain words properly. And, um, but again, when you live in a community where, you know, 80% is dropouts. And, uh, again, when I lived in, in New York city, I was on first Avenue, 100th street. Um, I befriended everyone in my neighborhood and, uh, you know, this one guy, his name was June, and he was, uh, I don't know, I got to say at least 19 to 22 years old, and he had never left uh, a 12-block radius of Manhattan. He'd never, he'd never been, I, he'd never been to Brooklyn. He'd never been to Queens. He'd never fucking been like to the Statue of Liberty, dude. He fucking, he's in fucking well, fifteen block radius. If you live York in City, New York, you don't go to the fucking. Well, yeah, Statue no, I mean, he, well, he was a gang. He was in a gang, so like yeah. he literally for his entire life did not leave his fifty. I mean, his family didn't have money. He had fucking like you know, you'd go into their houses and it's a fucking bed sheet separating the rooms, fucking mattresses thrown on the ground, fucking TVs on a milk crate, like you know. 10, 10 I've lived that way in an apartment together but again that was his entire existence you know and, and that's it's just like that's when I really do think about racism and I know that I can't speak on it I know enough to know that I don't know everything and everyone's life and situation like is extremely different and I know people that have lived in ways uh, where they've been oppressed or, or pushed down, like they have every right to speak up and should speak up, and I want to do everything I can to help them. But you know, in other times, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you know, yeah. In the I area mean, I live now, like you know, don't even comment on the negativity that's out in the world if it's not directly in your backyard. Uh, yes, I. You know, I, don't I, let it bring you down. I told Mark this off the air when we met and had a pre-production meeting yesterday. How I recently kind of tore into the LGBTQ community around here because there's always been a very heavy presence of those folks. Yeah. And, I, and I have many friends within those groups. And uh, the way we were raised uh, very well and in this area, there is like a, a, a protective bubble around this area, uh, especially for people within that group. Right. I know they were oppressed uh, across the whole world uh, in the 80s and 90s and stuff. But, I mean, around here in 2020, it's, it's one of the safest areas in the world to just be be who you, who, are. who you are absolutely and but it's, the it's people weird. around here in that community lately be has become really transgender as yes well. but the people have within that group some of them lately have become very militant 
like yes. like they've Crazy. been oppressed their whole life. And I just it's like, dude, that's we, what I brought up recently. We accept you here, chill. Exactly, yeah. we accept you here. We always have. So fucking chill out, dude. Nobody's well, like pinning you down like, to the ground. Chill the fuck out, you stupid lesbian. Whatever you fucking. No, I can't say that. Uh, I, I don't even go that far. I <laughs> but mean, I'm just I've saying, literally like, had well, a couple everyone, people lately like taunt me. Well, being tolerant is 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 letting people not like you. That's what people don't understand about it's true tolerance. And this is like, as I'm a yoga teacher, I practice yoga, and and they're not being tolerant. They're trying to say, well, like you know, like I, you know don't want donald trump as our president um but he's the captain of the ship i can't hope for the ship to sink so i tolerate him exactly that's the fucking point to hate him in every instance or situation you know things happen that other politicians have done that like obama it's a great example Uh, i loved him i voted for him but there's a lot of things that happened under his office that i don't agree with but i you know i tolerate that i tolerate that because you have to find a centralist viewpoint a middle ground because I know I'm not going to think exactly as everyone else on this issue, but I might think surprisingly like someone else on this issue. And, right, and that is the whole point. And that's what leading we the both country don't is. like. Ob- we, we, sorry, we both don't <laughs> like Trump. We both didn't vote for Trump. However, there is nothing that you and I can do about the man right now, can we? Can no, we just no, fix so all the fucking problems? Tolerate it, yeah, right? Exactly. So I, where, we tolerate on. it. Yeah, I mean, the we whole don't get upset about it like some people do. Thing it was probably a big waste of, of time and money. But Did you hear what he said about the impeachment? It was a witch hunt. <laughs> well, yeah, he compared his fucking treatment to that of the witches from fucking Salem, and then he's like, "Yeah, the impeachment process—it wasn't very fun." I'm like, "No shit." Yeah, but I did thought you it get was burned at the end. Of the- right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should be. He probably should be burned at the well, fucking. Well, you know, but- <laughs> he he shows all the examples of a true narcissist and a true criminal. And uh, Leslie's gonna and, love that you just said that. Um, he's he he shows all those those things, but like it's a still, you need proof of of real guilt and like right now until we get like his taxes back or like you know anything else, like you don't know. you think his real guilt is just well, I mean, watching just his the fucking fact, twitter the account fact that he had to um you ever seen his twitter his account oh it's ridiculous yeah obviously but i've, see, I've actually is, joked about that on stage before well, so I, I said i love trump and I everyone's wish, like what 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 and i'm like in what other day and age would what other fucking president could you just hop on a twitter and just fucking argue with a u.s president yeah right? no it's ridiculous you know? but again but this is everyone hating on him so much is giving him this platform and everyone's talking if everyone just tolerated it and just like you know again i'm a parent so when my kid is fucking throwing a temper tantrum and acting like a little snot i know to ignore her and eventually when she's cried it out I can talk to her rationally, and we can move that on. That is essentially exactly what Trump we does. We never let him. We, we he just keeps on fucking crying, and we fucking keep on tolerate. Like we just we don't tolerate it. We are like, no, you can't do that. Stop fucking doing that. So just no, let him like just let him be for a bit. Let him run his presidency. The economy's doing well. Like things are going good. Just like yes. let it go. And just this is what go. some people don't want to hear because I'm not left. I'm not okay, right. I'm centralist, exactly. I'm, I'm fucking central, okay? I have okay? one white child. Do I, I like Trump? Child. Absolutely have... not. But I'm also not on the left in the, one of these people that literally cry or goes ape shit every day over what he's doing. Because yeah. that, that to me, but here's my whole point in that. And I fucking stick by this opinion. Um, on election night, if everybody just passed out and then we just all woke up right now, you wouldn't be able to tell initially who fucking won, whether it was Hillary or Trump. Absolutely. 
Okay, the the, Life goes the state of the country in terms of the economy and everything else is fucking fine. But right. the, but it's just and the, the president can't. It's take the way he carries himself and the correct. arrogance and the narcissism. It's just he's not a good representative. Like his attitude is just exactly. He's just he's a fucking pig, dude. I agree. So my whole point is that you know it's. I don't know. Let him run. Instead let of making America great years. again, you know, let can we make America sane years. again? Yeah, just let him do his four years, tolerate it, and then just make sure you don't fucking vote him in again. Like that's that's all I can say, and uh, and and then that would be a lot better as far as I'm concerned. But I think the same thing is going to happen in 2020. That happened in 2016. If they we'll don't, I, if, the dem, if the Democrats, if the Democrats could get their nominate the wrong person, well, then I think see, Trump's going to win with, again. With Bernie and Hillary, I I know for a fact that um, you know certain states were for Bernie, but then they put Hillary up for the nomination, and that's it's 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 corrupt it's bullshit and i've lost faith in the democratic side as well as the republican you side. played me a video yesterday that was pretty poignant right well again and it's it was attacking how one person like again if obama did some of the things that trump did the media wouldn't jump down his throat but because it's trump and we hate him we have like again kids in cages that fucking was under the obama administration uh, there were kids in cages during obama's administration you know if you can't if you can't look at the true facts about that and be rational then you're just drinking the kool-aid and you're just hating just to hate because they started under obama's administration right so obviously trump exploited them made them worse and stuffed them even filler and there is definitely more egregious but it started under the obama administration so you just have to look through like stop take off the rose-colored glasses and just look at the facts and that's the whole point that mark's trying to get at is that uh you know obama did atrocious things too and people just kind of okay and then you know trump's doing a lot of the same shit and there's people just instantly jump down his throat in one of the videos he showed me yesterday it was an interview of hillary clinton talk about talking about bombing or killing somebody yeah she took and out she some just dictator fucking laughed yeah she she took out some dictator she is like, the one came, that said, kill this person. No, he, like, they, he, we came, he saw, we saw, he died. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, so she's talking about murdering somebody that she gave the green light to when she was running some shit, and she's just, like, laughing at it, like, yeah, we came, we saw, we fucking murdered, we killed. And, and, and if Trump did that, the media would flip right. out. If but you the, had Trump the, on camera going, reporter, yeah, we came, we saw, we blew up, we fucking murdered. You in know, the people news would clip, the reporter just laughed along with her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is you great. Somebody Someone's great. death, right. loss of life, wonderful. <laughs> great, like, yeah. It, it's sick. It's sick. It's fucking gross, dude. So I don't know. I like Tulsi Gabbard, to be honest. I think she's essentialist. Again, I don't like everything about her. I don't like. I mean, if I could have Bernie four years ago or three years ago, I would have taken Bernie. Um, I am all for Bernie. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people he's about just politics. Old, and I just mean that. I get it, but he's no, still no, better than. No, fucking. I just mean health-wise, the poor guy really is. Do you really old. think he's gonna like like keel over in office if he gets elected? Like, uh, you think I he's don't gonna? Know. How old I is just, Bernie? He, well, is he? he's a workaholic too, though. You I don't know. understand. He doesn't sleep. He he pushes himself too hard. I, I'm just like a grandchild, like being like grandpa, dad. Yeah, it's, it's time to easy. you know let you know pass on your knowledge Put on to these young kids. Yeah, just relax. You know, we we you've been saying the same thing for thirty years, bro. I hear you. Like we just need to get the next generation of Bernie. <laughs> I just don't understand how people like freak out about 
I guess not well, only his age, but his ideas. Right, He's like, oh my this, god, this his ideas right, are just racism. so insane. This is, this is, like, is, how is he gonna do it? He explains it. Do you think that the government is racist? I think the government is um, uh, uh, one step under a fucking used car dealership. So, all right. So, if we say the government is racist, and then we want the government to control health care, wouldn't that be saying that we're um, gonna make sure that black people are fucked? And so then if Bernie's elected and he's in charge of the government and then we have universal health care, then it's going to be, you know, that's, that's, you know, then we're going to fuck over black people because the government is racist. If we have universal health care, then we're going to systematically fuck but over black people. But isn't universal health care, I mean, isn't the whole term universal means for everybody? Yeah, but then the people with money are still going to go to private health care. Health care. Health care should be a basic human right oh, on absolutely. this planet i agree it should I not agree. matter how much money you have in your bank account what fucking sex you are what color you are it doesn't matter Healthcare should be a basic human right right i mean that just it just seems like common fucking sense to me i don't know about anybody else but i mean free healthcare. it works over in europe and the doctors and pharmaceutical companies still make a pretty great living don't they but somehow we can't put it together here no, you know, we are, have you ever been like let like go from a job seven. and they say, "Hey, you want to keep your Cobra for fucking eight thousand dollars a month?" No, I'm just <laughs> saying. Know? I'm just saying. How do we make it universal and proper? That again, because it's universal, but uh, you know, everyone in the Senate is going to take private. You know, everyone with money is going to take private. So obviously, the universal isn't as good. So how do you make it as good? How do you not oppress? black people that I can't afford the private health care because once it's universal then all the other people that don't want that are going to pay for it and the good doctors are then going to be like well fuck that I'm not going to work with these fuckers I'm going to go take the big money but so if it's universal poor, I mean companies wouldn't even have to offer it well no but I'm just saying we're setting ourselves up for fail in a lot of ways because the free market will always win you know, if I had a magic wand, you know, one of the fucking first things I would do, literally, is I would redistribute the wealth across this entire planet. Well, that's what I was saying. You got too cap. many people that are literally have billions upon that's billions of dollars cap. in their bank account. Salary cap. And then There's... you got kids that are dying just yeah. fucking left and right across this planet salary who can't even cap. eat. No, no one, billions of dollars, billions? You, billions. You, how can you be a billionaire? That's right. ridiculous. Nobody should have fucking billions no, of dollars. No. Sorry. Strip that out of your account. All right, dude, I play Grand Theft Auto on Xbox. and Which some, one? Um, the old school one? The, no, the newest one. It's I forget, San Andreas. No. It's, what are they up to now? I, well, it's, it's I been a couple track. years now, but a couple years ago, uh, these these Robin Hood hackers uh, went around and just started fucking... They, they hacked the, the game, and I got into a game with one of them, and he's like, you want some money? And I was like, okay. And he fucking put like a million... like uh, No, like a billion dollars into my uh, Grand Theft Auto account. So then I bought all, every car in the game. I bought every apartment. Like, I bought everything. But as the game went on, the creators, uh, uh, they, they couldn't penalize me they kicked those guys off the, the hackers they got banned from the game for life and i got audited but it's just fake money for yeah, your but, character but, right? but i got audited they took it all out of my account but they they but what let, does it matter it's a they video left game. me a million dollars no because you need money to buy things to do certain things in the game so it was great though so that's one of the ways they're making it was money genius no um no that it was but it was genius though because these hackers uh gave so much money to everyone that grand theft auto had to go across and wipe 
all the big money out, but they still left everyone like a couple million dollars. All right, dollars. so I see. So you're kind and of you using like keep, this game yeah, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a model for real life. As a model for because real life. Because after that happened, everyone was stocked up. Everyone had every gun. Everyone had every car. Everyone had a fucking helicopter and this. And it, was, it made the fucking gun, uh, the game amazing because like everyone got to fight each other on an even playing field. Right. All right, I know you gotta go. Yeah, uh, we gotta soon. get moving. Close we gotta wrap it up. It up but I, I did want to ask. Back. This was a lot of fun. I did want to ask your opinion real quick because we do have a, a few more minutes here. Um, I wanted to ask your opinion on a couple real things real quick. Um, I think I might have brought this up to you off air, but did you watch the recent Golden Globes? The Golden Globe. I didn't see it. I've, I've obviously heard about Ricky uh, Gervais. What did you hear about Ricky Gervais? Uh, well, I loved the the part where he was talking about Epstein. I'm sorry, we can't talk about him. Thank you very much. A lot of your friends. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. like Did that. you see the look on some of the people's oh, faces? I mean, you know, people. Tom Hanks. He they, laughed. He, he no. no. They kept showing Hanks in the fucking crowd. Hanks had this look on his face of horror throughout no. his entire monologue, dude. Yeah, but, Hanks. yeah. He had horror because he knows of the people that are indicted. But it's not. He's Tom Hanks is clean. You've never seen. Oh, Hanks I know. Before. I know Tom Hanks is clean. But I'm just saying Tom Hanks's facial expression oh, to what Ricky was it's saying. True. Oh, absolutely. Was like abhorrent. I know. It was, it's hilarious. But Gervais just didn't give a fuck, dude. He no. went after fucking no. Apple. It was great. Uh, he went after fucking the people in the room that probably have visited fucking uh, Pedophile Island. Well, uh, if you look at the fact that Epstein had three broken bones in his neck, you can't break three bones in your neck in a suicide. I don't know if there's a person on this planet that believes he actually committed suicide. No, and, <laughs> so, in the, I mean, and the missing videotape. Right. And, like, it's just, come on, dude. Obviously, he was murdered. There's Somebody tried to argue about him recently that, like, he didn't have a lot of dirt in a safe in his fucking house on Well, see, that's, what, that's why people are fucking terrified. If there's, like, other any evidence out there that he has, or is it all destroyed? Like, who I'm has sure his hard did. drives? I want his hard drive. Yeah, like, the fucking <laughs> men in black or the people that you know people that don't think exist literally swooped in on that shit it, it, don't think for a fucking second that when you have the power of the clintons or billionaires that you can't do well, some crazy fucking hillary, shit you know hillary's been like oh, i defended a rapist and laughed about it you know she is she's she's not as fucking rainbow and roses as people would want you to believe like yeah you know. let me get your take on this because one of the things in one of the re- what one of the best things gervais said and is and it's one one of the reasons I cannot watch any of these award shows because I don't fuck the awards. I recently went off uh, on people because there was a bunch of people in Hollywood, a bunch of women in fifty fucking thousand dollar dresses, crying because there weren't any women nominated for a fucking Golden Globe for Best Director, and I'm just like Christ, people. Well, you know, does there have to be collusion in everything? You're gonna yeah, cry. You're yeah. gonna cry about I mean, no women being what nominated. What movie should have been nominated? Like, you know, I mean, there are some good women directors out there. Of course, this, it is. But this year, whether sorry, you win you know. or lose or get nominated or don't, you're still great. It's an well, award. That's where, why do we? Whatever, why are we handing out awards to people and just left and that's right? Thoughts and prayers. That's 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 fucking when people send out thoughts and prayers. It's like, hey, don't think, don't forget about me too. Don't think of me. I I care too. Thought I'm sending out thoughts and prayers. Read my my post about the bad things that happened to someone else. But I'm sending thoughts and prayers. Right. They ain't doing it. Yeah. To fucking fine. appease. They're doing it to make themselves yes, feel better. Yes. There you go. Because yeah, I just stroking themselves. I talked about that fucking recently too. Uh, because uh, you know, I recently lost somebody very close to me. Uh, and a lot of people I know have uh, lost people close to them in 2019. And it is fucking ironic. Not ironic. It's it's fucking disgusting. 
how many people like will come up to me in public now that it's been like five weeks and they'll re-bring it up. Oh, I heard oh, this person. Oh, let me rip this Band-Aid off yes. of you. Let me tear this wound yes. open again. Let me let me bring up the death of his, uh, your fucking mother uh, so I can feel better about the fact that uh, that I at least again, showed you five weeks later that I, I give a shit. Exactly, with Thank Andre. Because when Andre passed away, I was. it's like everyone thinks they're there to support you and help you. And it's just like, no, no, no. I was doing pretty good until you just flooded my head full of memories again, you right. fucking dickhead. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm telling people, like, if... Your real compassion is just real be Real compassion there, is to shut the fuck up. Is shut the fuck up and just be there. Right. And, and like, you know... If you really cared, you would have been you, around you can, when it happened. Yeah, or, you like, you know, just the simple thing of bringing over food. You don't have to say anything. Just like, hey, here's here's a little care package. Jared, exactly. This, is, this means I care about you. And this is one of the reasons why I love this kid that's in my room right now, along with his family, is because, you know... Uh, care packages from all the Patillos. Exactly. <laughs> um... Uh, you know, I grew up next door to this kid, but uh, our our families are still living next door. And, you know, when my family went through a rough time, still is, uh, you know, this kid's family was fucking right there. Uh, his mom still bringing over fucking food to my dad. I mean, just... Uh, She's talk, a good talk about She's Talk about being human, cook. man. I mean, when you see other people caring for, uh, uh, you know, other people, it, it's just, it makes me want to do that much more to help fucking other people. Yeah, positivity breeds positivity. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's so infectious. Like, my, my I care package is, is pretty infectious. good for years, but it's fine. I mean, my, I don't know. It tastes as good, but maybe not as good as my mom's. My mom's my better cook. <laughs> Your mom cooks that shit? My oh, this everything that she brought to your dad. Yeah, she cooks that. Oh, I thought and you had the I care package the that you stuff. brought me. Oh, I cooked that. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say your mom cooks that. No. Uh, the other thing, um, I really wanted to get your opinion on really quick because you kind of brought this up uh, yesterday, and she makes tinctures though. Sorry. When <laughs> you w- when you brought it up, your reaction wasn't quite the reaction I guess I would stereotypically expect from somebody. But let's talk a little bit about Black Lives Matter. Oh well, I mean, the, it, Black Lives For Matter. People, where it matters. Let me let me back up here because one thing I've tried to do is I've tried to educate ignorant white people that listen to this podcast about what it means to have white privilege, what Black Lives Matter means, what the whole woke movement means. Because I cannot tell you, Mark, how many people around here that I consider to be pretty uh, progressive people say, I don't have white privilege. Well, because they instantly think that privilege means how like rich they grew up or how privileged that they like that yeah, they felt. That's not it, bro. No, it's the, the real privilege you didn't is realizing what you didn't have. Like that's the main thing is like, oh, I, I'm not privileged. It's like, well, all right. Um, I, I saw this video yes, online. Every person that like, has white skin has white privilege. You didn't ask for it, but you have it. So just extent. fucking accept yeah, it. Yeah, to some it's extent. The, no one's trying to say anything bad against well, you. Well, no, it's not. I mean, there is. It's it's positions of how you were born. Again, where the location on the planet and the family you're born into, and it essentially boils down to money as well. But again, when you were born, did you have a mother and a father in the house? Did you uh, have heat all the time? Were you able to go on vacations? Did you, like, you know, you break out and all those things. Correct. And, um, you know, most people that said yes to all those things happen to be white. Correct. And and that's where you realize that all these other kids that are in school doing the same things and have the same responsibilities, they're doing all that with so much less. 
And that's where the real privilege, like that's where you have to understand your privilege comes from. Like your privilege is in that you just were raised in an environment that was incubating and uh, and giving you a place to thrive where so many people are basically coming out of a sewer. They're, they're, they're growing a beautiful rose out of fucking garbage. So real know? quick, give me your take, uh, like a real quick synopsis on if you were trying to explain Black Lives Matter to a fucking ignorant fucking white person, like somebody straight out of the Ku Klux Klan who just didn't fucking get it, how would you explain Black Lives Matter? Like, what well, you, what is it? it it's I mean and how should me, white people fucking handle it or what you know just, it, it, I mean it just means that like when you see someone being oppressed speak up it doesn't have to be black lives again that's where I'm like it doesn't have to be it, it has to be when you see injustice like when when you know it takes a village to raise a child when uh you know and in, in in areas where black people are systematically pulled over and abused and you know like pulled over 26 times in one month versus a white guy gets pulled over 26 times in their whole life. Like, okay, so you know. you're trying to say that the Black Lives Matter movement has nothing to do with police officers targeting no, white people. Black lives are just about, like, It caring, has to do with people, like, almost people. like the anti-terrorism slogan. Yeah, it's, you see something, you say something. You right. see black people needing help. Or, I, yeah, I don't, I, it's I mean, just, uh, Black Lives Matter just means, like, you're not better than anyone. It's it's all, it's all not saying your life, this, your life is... I don't know. It's just it's one of those things people just want to get their fucking panties all up in a bunch about when they're just saying, "Hey, we just want equality. I, I, if you see something that's not equal, we should, you know, make it fair. Just just make it fair." So to put it in real simpleton terms, the Black Lives Matter movement all is lives just matter. That's what, if well, they, that's they what a they, lot of people, people fucking say. Oh with. my God, did you see the well, signs? You know Black what? Lives Matter. It's so racist. All lives matter. Well, it's not about you, you no, fucking that's, prick. The, but that's, that's the thing. The if the black people came out first instead of saying Black Lives Matter, just said All Lives Matter, then we could have just skipped all this fucking back and forth. Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter bullshit. Like, I wish they had just encompassed everyone in it, and like it could have fucking skipped a lot of this fucking but useless. That's my whole well, that's point. racism. Is it just it keeps on jumping and jamming down your throat like my father is great at like reading into it and just like let it go like for me if someone's a racist prick directly to my face i mean this has happened this is a true story actually this when i moved here um i go to the corner store local corner store it's been in our town forever i'm just a nice guy these guys clearly like had too many drinks uh his car broke down he was stranded and i was like yeah i'll give you uh, i'll give you a ride up to your house i'm going it's a fucking up and uh you know 20 minute drive and we're in the car and we're just having a good old time and we're talking and he straight up uh, he didn't say the n-word but it was one of those like obvious like real bad like kind of racist like phrases i'm misremembering right now so i'm not gonna say anything but i he knows he fucked up and i'm driving with him and i was like dude don't worry about it. Like it's cool. I still gave him the ride. Like he he he's garden. He gave so me a he kind of forgot for a second that, that he, I, he a... was talking to a black guy. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was fucking let something well, slip. And again, I have that way of of, of again treating. People That's what like people, people talk about racism around here up in the north. It still exists. It's just a little bit quieter. Yeah. Well, and people tend to look over their shoulder around yeah, here they before they're left, racist. Right. Whereas down south, they'll just fucking say it without looking over their shoulder. He, but he felt like, and again, if I wanted. To be triggered 
if I wanted to be triggered, I could have fucking jammed on the brakes and pulled the car over oh, and yeah, said, you and racist son of a bitch, get yeah. the fuck out of my car right now, you fucking motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kick your ass right now. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, like, that's ridiculous. I laughed. I was like, dude. And he's like, and then he apologized, he apologized, he apologized. And I was like, it's cool, dude. Like, but see, it's fine. the point I want to make about Black Lives Matter is, is, if, is if, like, you're a white dude or anybody white that's driving down the road and you see a sign that says Black Lives Matter and in your head you want to go, oh, my God. God, like fucking don't if all lives matter you, it's not up. about you it's yeah. about the black community you're not so allowed just to be triggered leave it a fuck it alone yeah. it has nothing to do with you specifically sir or ma'am okay that's all my point is Look, leave it alone God you don't bless. understand Black Lives Matter? You're not fucking supposed to. We just told you what it is. It's a fucking movement to be more sensitive to the issues surrounding the black community. End of story. It's got nothing to do with you. Don't be fucking triggered by the fucking signs. Just leave it alone. And when somebody says or talks about white privilege, just fucking say, you got it. We, you didn't ask for it. Just if like, someone uh, says anything to you and it triggers you, take a step back and ask yourself, why did it trigger you? And then when you get an answer to that question, ask yourself another question. You mean question. when people get triggered, they then, shouldn't just yeah, hop on Twitter and yeah, hashtag no, about it? No, no. They should be a little more introspective. And then you ask yourself a question of why that happened. And then you ask a question about why that happened. Really, go into yourself. All right. I want to tell you one last thing just to see if you'll laugh at this because this is something that's completely off topic. All right. I, I have just, to go pick up my kids. So I know. Quick. I just want your opinion on something just real fucking quick. So um, there's this special coming out on Comedy Central. I believe it premieres tonight, and it's supposed to be like a comedic showcase of like the best new comedians picked by other comedians. Have you seen this on Comedy Central? On Comedy Central or on Netflix? No, it's it's coming out tonight on Comedy Central. I have not seen that. It's called The Ringers, and it's supposed to, and it's like Bill Burr presents The oh, really? Ringers so on it's Comedy be good Central. Then. It'll be well, awesome. I don't know. Here's my point: if you've seen any of the trailers, I haven't. And I I've haven't. been talking about this with other comedians, and I don't mean to fucking do this. I really don't want to put any other comedians down, but like this is supposed to be this. This is supposed to be like Bill Burr's showcase, and he's been he's billing it American Idol. He's been billing it as like. Like, these are the next best comedians picked, handpicked by, like, all the other best comedians. In all the trailers they've been showing, there's been one dude, and I, I hate to fucking lean this way, but he's a black dude. And all, everything he's been saying in those trailers, they've been fucking hilarious. Uh -huh. But some of the other comedian shit that they've been showing has been terrible. Like, there's this white dude. I don't know what the fuck his name is, but I'm going to do his bit. Okay. For you right now. It's like six fucking words long, and the crowd goes wild over this. What is it? Okay. I used to be addicted to Oxycontin. Now I do CrossFit just so I can feel something. That's stupid. The crowd goes apeshit. They keep replaying that uh, as like, and tune well, in tonight. There, is, for there, this. is there a laugh track, though? I fucking hope so. Yeah. But the crowd goes nuts. I don't know who this it's dude a is. Laugh track. It's I don't. A laugh he'll probably track. never listen to this, but I'm just like, dude. You're Bill Burr, and that's the fucking joke that you picked to no, put on national. He, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have that. Somebody editing. did. He doesn't. Don't, Somebody don't blame did. Bill. Don't Somebody blame Bill. said that is the joke. I'm sure Bill will agree with you that it's a horrible. But dude, 
I don't know how anyone could laugh at that joke. Is that really? I mean, I, I don't right. know. Hey, hey, I'm gonna. I know, I know. You gotta go. Hey, I, I really want to thank you for coming on. Hey, we'll do this again. It's it was been, a lot of fun. It's been fucking awesome, and uh, I'm definitely gonna have you back on because uh, you know I wanted to co-host this shit with you back. <laughs> I know, but I can't get. I can't. I, you know. I know. Mark's I, a lot I will be the I reoccurring guest. Yes, yeah, so Mark is gonna be definitely a reoccurring guest. So thank you very much for taking time out of your busy life, saving the world, to come on the show and talk a little shit. Really Love you, brother. It. Love you too, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we will fucking uh, I do don't it know. again. See you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye. All right, that's it, everyone. Nothing to see here. Just some people who are really, really high. Aww. Aww. Can't shoot anyone. Thank you.